the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line news radio 610 KONA 547 1610. The number if you'd like to get involved, you can also reach us via email 610KONA.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610, parlor and Facebook at the bottom line 610, and the ever reliable mobile app through the Google Play and the Apple stores. I'm Rob Francis, he's Ed Dawson. You want the good news first? Always. It's We're all about good news in this program. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't say it with a straight face. I, I know. It's opening week. Oh, so so well, baseball, right. Major League Baseball is back this week. Okay. Uh, so on Thursday, opening day. So it's opening week for baseball, in my, uh, my humble estimation. People call people have birthday weeks and birthday months. I have opening week. Yeah. So it's so I'm I'm well, excited for the baseball and, season and to be here. I, I that's the good news. I, I've got it. Well, no, I've I've got to say, um, my interest in baseball has waned over the years. However, in the grand scheme of things, um, it is noteworthy that baseball is opening up and that more of the country is opening up and moving in that direction. So, normally, I got to be honest, I wouldn't care a whole lot, but given the events of the last year I'll, I'll i'll give a tip of the cap to baseball for opening up this week how's that there you go that's fantastic that's that's the good news okay um, so we got that out of the way yeah that's so the for news. the rest of the uh <laughs> hour news. and 50 minutes <laughs> oregon state and houston will tip off uh in the in the Sweet Sixteen, uh, while we're on the air, is that the bad news? No. no oh, no. well, you said it could that... be for Oregon State. I hope not. But yeah, Houston is oh, Houston thought... is kind of tough. Okay, I thought and we then, were moving uh, on to bad news. Is there more good news? Well, actually, tomorrow we may not turn the television on because Gonzaga will be on while we're on the air. So, why why you gotta say that? <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to avoid talking about Biden and and the state legislature as long oh. as possible. Okay, because Lord knows. I, I am. I truly am beginning to believe that we no longer live in a. We do not have a state government anymore. We don't because they don't behave like one. Um, this this is this is is absolutely shameless. What we are seeing in Olympia, it is absolutely shameless, and. Do tell. I mean, we now we have our first title only bill that is going to rear its ugly head. That is going to have to do with transportation. Right now, that's all it says has to do with transportation. Mm. Everything else is blank. But you know what's going to be? It's going to be a massive tax. It's going to be a massive tax to tie in with the budget and the infrastructure program. It's going to be a massive tax to 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 be able to complete those programs. And you know where it's not going to go. Under the under Amendment 18, it's not going to go to the roads. It's going to go to wherever the heck they want to put it. But this is the beginning. This is the stuff that erodes faith in government. It's been going on for years. 
But after getting the capital gains, the low-carbon fuel standard, all this other crap, and now a title-only bill that's going to be yet another tax to try and leverage taxpayers in Washington State, we don't live in a representative government. We don't live with a representative government anymore. This is not a representative government. This is a, this is simply an agenda. Plain and simple. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name's Chad, and I'm from Benton City. What's going on, Chad? Hey, guys. Uh, I guess this is a lighter issue in regard to politics, but I've been meaning to call you fellows because you do such a good job, and I value and respect your opinion. Even what I'm thinking or what I'm interested in, no, I'll, no, no, you could have stopped there. That's fine. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm yeah, joking. Go I was going to say, you sure you called the right show, Chad? <laughs> Go you ahead. You guys are great. You guys do. <laughs> nobody ever says it. You guys do a great service to our community. Thank you, so, sir. We, we appreciate it. What's on your mind? All right. So Kamala Harris was the attorney general in California, as we all know. And while there, she put away a lot of drug offenders. I just want your guys to... I'm today on character, all the other idiotic things going on. So Kamala Harris, our new vice president, goes on a radio talk show and talks about smoking marijuana. And while she's listening to Snoop Dogg and uh, Tupac, laughs about it. She seems to laugh about everything. Recently, a couple of weeks ago, Chad, uh, Chad yeah, I, I think we're you're in a bad spot for your cell. Like, Get, give us a call back. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch on a little bit of what you what you brought up already, but please give us a call back so we can get the rest of it. Your cell was just cutting out on yeah. us from wherever you were. And we want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. Um, Kamala Harris is, is interesting. Um, now, granted, she, <laughs> she, 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 she's something else. Uh, the, the, the queen huh? of the 3%. Um, she... Um, She's an elected official, unlike those staffers and those that are part of the uh, the administration's rank and file. She can't be fired for smoking marijuana. We can get that one out of the way right now, even though they have the have the plan in place. It, you remember, I found the best way to put this. People think Joe Biden is making these decisions. People thought Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris to be his running mate. People think Joe Biden selected the majority of his cabinet. People, he did not. No. He did not select Kamala Harris as his vice president, because if he would have had that choice, he would not have picked someone who was polling at 3%, dropped out in December from the presidential race, and insulted him all along the way. Okay, you you don't pick people to run with you that do that. It's not happened in the past. It happened now because Mr. Magoo was told, this is who your running mate's going to be. This is who the next president's going to be. So you're going to sit down, shut up, eat your cream of wheat, and like it. Then as the cabinet members and so on and so forth are being selected, you notice all the ties to California. You notice all the far-left agendas that are tied into it. They're not Joe Biden. They're Kamala Harris. The staffers? That might have been Joe, actually. That one could have been a Joe rule that he wasn't going to go back on. I don't want anybody that ever, ever you know, don't want him in there. 
Well, she's elected. She can't get thrown out, nor can she be impeached for it or anything like that because you don't have any proof that she committed a crime, just her word that she, that she did it. A side note to all that, and, and I, I agree, that's, that's most likely the case, but the other thing I see in play uh, that our last caller, I think, was alluding to is the rules for thee but not for me. That is something, frankly, both parties are guilty of, but uh, lately it seems much more egregious on the left side of the political spectrum uh, where, you know, you have people saying you have to stay home and uh, quarantine for the virus and don't do anything and wear your masks all the time by a person who does the opposite and is caught on uh, tape or audio or pictures or whatever. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, you know, we could go down the list, Gavin Newsom, um, Cuomo, you know, a, a ton of them. Um, what's interesting, though, is as as close to the situation as most of us uh, of our listening audience is to Governor Jay Inslee, I can only recall one time he ruffled the feathers of his own group. And that was uh, a picture that was posted on social media of him and his grandkids in uh, somebody's backyard. You know, the grandkids came to visit and they weren't wearing masks. And I, one might have been on his lap or near him or something like that. Uh, that was in the picture as well. And his, you know, his supporters, um, you know, feigned disgust that they weren't uh, wearing masks. But that was the only, you know, of all the gre the egregious things that Democrats have been doing uh, against their own mandates, that one's pretty low on the totem pole. But we're watching you, Inslee. Next time, we'll be right there. We'll we'll put it out there. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. I just think it's more an issue of. Rules for thee, but not for me. <clears throat> Accountability is out the window. Transparency is out the window. Um, we, we, and we And we see exactly what you described regularly. We're seeing it in New York right now. A ninth woman has come forward today with pictures of Andrew Cuomo. A ninth woman has come forward today. Right. Make it nine. Nine women. And he still stands there defiantly. Now, one can argue that, yes, you should wait until everything is out in the public. And I agree. Let the investigation run its course. See what happens. Find out what the deal is. Now you have a ninth woman that's come forward. But I think you do that on both sides of the aisle. Not, yes. just, not, not just one side. Both sides. Yes, I would. If this was a Republican, oh my God, there would have been people outside their house right now, male or female, doxing them, harassing their family. You saw what happened to Brett Kavanaugh, and you had zero proof that ever happened from one accuser. The other two were so far fetched in trying to get him to resign that there was even less credibility to their stories. 
but you had zero proof that it happened. And yet, all of a sudden, the wall—you have to—you you have to recuse. You you have to stop. You have to. Oh no no no! You can't go forward. You need to pick a liberal now. You have to walk away. This is what happens. Okay, this was a conservative. It's over. Mm-hmm. Over. Nine women accuse a Democrat. Well, we have to wait until all the facts are out. We discussed the difference with the shootings. It's the same thing. One side plays a certain game with a certain agenda. And they absolutely try and run it over with a tank. And make sure that the only points that get across are how the ones that they want to use to dictate both sides of the conversation. I would say yes. I, I would say that... Um... I guess either Cuomo is the victim of a smear campaign. And I know that there are people in the audience going, are you kidding me? My gosh, you know, and but let's let's look at both sides. If President Trump can claim that the left and, you know, certain groups were out to get him, I believe that this goes on. I believe that there are groups behind the scenes that, you know, when 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 a politician's usefulness has run out, you get rid of them. And whether it's a a smear campaign by the right or the left, there is that possibility. At what because at what point is there a magic number of accusers that you know, before things are taken differently. I don't think this is a smear campaign on Cuomo. I think he's done this himself, but got to be open to the possibility. If you're open to the possibility that everyone was out to get Trump, maybe everybody's out to get Cuomo too. Just saying. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610. If you would like to get involved, Perfection Tire, four locations in the Tri Cities, been serving this community 59 years. If you go to their website, PerfectionTire.com. You can find all the services that they provide and get a look at the huge selection of tires they have to offer for all of the vehicles that roam around the roads here on the Tri-Cities. You can stop by one of those four locations in the Tri-Cities or check out their website, PerfectionTire.com, and get the incredible customer service that you have come to expect over the last 59 years from Perfection Tire. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K&A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Sparky Umatilla. What's up, Sparky? Does that mean the Republicans, in order to compete, are going to have to get down in the gutter with, with the, the Dems and make up lies and buy buy votes and this and that and the other thing? And then I saw something today. I can't remember who was interviewed. Uh, I think a governor, governor of Georgia or whatever that, that thing they passed on the voting thing. That, that That's apparently a bunch of lies that they won't give the people water and this and that and the other thing. They Food and water, whatever, you know. they It was totally totally made up and and just one more thing remember i told you when people get fed up uh, one of your callers said uh, uh hit them in the pocketbook you know uh, once a year have a Na- nike throwaway day nationwide get a bunch of dumpsters throw the stuff in a pile 
and put it in the dumpster and on the date, maybe on the date that they started their their business or went public or whatever. I've got a good set of golf club uh, Nikes, but you know I'll I'll throw them in the pile. I'll do that once a year. Okay, well, let's go, guys. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to join the conversation now. It's part of the Georgia law, and apparently Florida is looking at this, too. Um, it, it is in there that it is against the law to provide anybody waiting in line to vote food and or water. I don't know who that's targeted at. I don't know if that's targeted at volunteers at the polling place. I don't know if it's targeted towards candidates. I don't know if it's targeted to Cousin Jim Bob with a cooler who comes by and drops one off. I don't know who that's supposed to be targeted at. Yeah. And I guess I can't, maybe maybe I am completely missing the whole point of that. I, I can't figure out the whole food and drink thing. I, I can't figure out why you would make it illegal for somebody to have a bottle of water or a sandwich while they're waiting to vote. I guess you could make the argument that, you know, it would be influencing their vote. Yeah, if it comes from, I can, I can understand if that comes yeah. from a candidate. I can understand or if that comes from, from someone that works at the polling the place. The party or, but if, it, but if it's Cousin Jim Bob dropping off some Jimmy John's, I, I don't I, I don't see where the where the, where the issue is. Maybe, co- maybe Cousin Jim Bob or whoever is wearing a hat or a shirt for a particular candidate, doesn't say anything, boy, you look thirsty, here's a bottle of water. Well, yeah, but there are people who can be standing two two people behind you wearing a, wearing a shirt with a candidate's name on it. I don't know. I'm just trying to help. I, I don't either. You're up at the bottom line, News Radio 610 K&A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Max calling from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Well, just a thought. I wondered uh, your take on it. Uh, you were talking about... Governor Cuomo and his various uh, accusers, uh, female uh, accusing him of uh, sexual harassment and assorted things. You haven't heard much about the whole uh, nursing home, false statistics, uh, putting people in there and killing off the debilitated elderly, et cetera, et cetera, lately. My suspicion is somebody, rather than cooking up a bunch of cases to get Cuomo, could be cooking them up to divert attention from the whole nursing home scandal, which is far more serious in my book. I mean, they're all serious, but nonetheless, uh, one ought to get him fired for sure. I just uh, am very, I'm wondering about that. I don't know what you think. I'll take my your comments off the air. Thanks. Appreciate it. Now the comments might have to wait till the next segment. We're running up against uh, the bottom of the hour break, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, the snowball trick is one of the oldest political tricks in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, same thing of pointing over somebody's shoulder and saying, "Look, Elvis." Um, Plus the the attention span of much of America now more than ever is measured in nanoseconds. The news cycle changes hourly. It used to be daily or even weekly. It's hourly. And, uh, yeah, I I think uh, that if that's what's going on, it has a chance at working. 
547-1610. Email us too by going to the website 610kona.com, the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line 610. Now back to the show presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back to the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. The phone number is 547 1610 if you would like to get involved. Windermere Group 1, 72 sold tricities.com. That's the website. If you're going to put your house on the market, that's where you want to be. Windermere Group 1, simply enough, says this 72 hours. We list it, you get offers. There's a good chance that house is going to sell in 72 hours, and you could get thousands more than what your initial asking price is. All through 72 sold tricities.com. And the Windermere Group 172 Sold Program. Contact them today via that website, 72SoldTriCities.com. Talk to one of their realtors and find out how the program can work best for you. Going to the phones, you're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Matt from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? Well, you didn't understand why Georgia was uh, putting the limits on food and water on the voting lines. Uh, the reason for that is it's been gone way, way back, is that, you know, if I come along and give you a sandwich and we, we you know, vote for, vote for my uh, candidate, well, I also went to uh, wink, wink, here's a shot of whiskey, here's a bottle of whiskey, here's $100, wink, wink, vote for my candidate. And if you support him, then, you know, this is what you're going to get. So it's like uh, Donald Trump. You know, when he was, uh, I think he was uh, accused of uh, the dignitaries coming over here and he giving them emoluments as, as far as the law was concerned. So uh, that that's where this all started was way back in the 18, 1800s. And then Donald Trump gets accused of uh, emoluments and, and uh People are just come over there renting a motel room, and he's accused of uh, bribing him. So that's what it is. It's bribing. It's not uh, if if the pollsters come up there and give you food and water, that's the pollsters. They're supposed to be neutral. But if somebody else comes up there and gives you a wink, wink, say vote, vote for my candidate, there there's the difference. Thanks for the call, Matt. Appreciate it. Got a couple emails on this as well. Dave and Prosser said, it's my understanding that the no water or food while waiting in line prohibition only applies within 150 feet of polling places, and the intent is to prevent people offering money, food, etc. for votes or intimidating or influencing the potential voters in any way. Seems like a common sense approach to me. Daniel in Pasco said the whole food and water thing in Georgia is about a federal law called line warming. It's illegal to give anyone goods and services while someone is in line to vote. They're just enforcing federal law. So thanks to Matt, thanks to Dave, thanks to Daniel for a little more clarification on that. And and like I said, just me randomly, especially when when you're holding your phone in your hand and you could go on Facebook and see a political ad come across to vote for this person while you're in line. Yeah. You know, with with the way things have advanced, you're not going to. I mean, I remember when I worked polling places. But when I was younger, you couldn't wear a button. If you were right. a volunteer at a polling place, you couldn't wear a button. Sure. Because the whole point was, you know, in attempting neutral to influence. Right. And, you know, shouldn't should be free of any. Absolutely. You know, 
Candidates could be there to say hello, but that's all they could do. They couldn't couldn't talk platform. They couldn't do anything like that. They could say hello. They could shake hands with people, but that was the limit of what they could do, and they sure couldn't give anybody coffee or donuts. So I uh, appreciate all the info on that. I just find it interesting that in this day and age, with all the technology we have and the ability to influence people standing in line to vote, that the the, the food and water is is the where the onus was i'd be interested to see exactly where the where the um what else if anything is written to fall under that umbrella uh in the georgia law which apparently is pulled from federal law uh, according to daniel um back to what max talked about before the break i don't here's what i don't think why i don't think this is a bait and switch or this is the distraction with cuomo there's nine women Nine is not a distraction. Nine is a pattern of behavior. Um, a distraction is Trump's income taxes. A distraction is um, bombing an aspirin factory. A distraction is you know a number of other things that we have seen over the years. I mean. Uh, you know, there's a Benghazi some people thought was a distraction. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but some people thought Benghazi was a distraction. People thought that the videotape explanation in Benghazi was a distraction. Um, you know, there are many of those. I don't think nine women accusing Andrew Cuomo of different aspects of impropriety is a distraction. Uh, in fact, there are even some Democratic legislators in New York that are going back to the nursing home scandal and saying, let's not forget about this. Um, is it is it more salacious? Yes, because sex sells more than death, believe it or not. But do I think it's a complete distraction from the nursing home scandal? No, I think it's more salacious for the papers. It's easier to write about. Um, and it's 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 much less morbid for them instead of focusing on um, the amount of deaths and everything else and so on and so forth. They get to talk about dalliances. They get to talk about these women. They get to talk about the accusations. They get to shine spotlights on other aspect of 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 Andrew Cuomo's single life and his previous relationships with women and. Why did we see the signs of this before instead of talking about death? Do I think Andrew Cuomo is going to wind up getting hit on the nursing home charges? I don't know. I don't think so. And the reason why I don't know is because there are six other states that did the same thing. Now, Gretchen Whitmer is getting it in Michigan. And she, if, if, if any of them, Whitmer... Wolf, Murphy, Cuomo, if any of them get it, they're all going to get it. Because they all had a variation of putting COVID-positive patients in nursing homes. Yeah, I just... That resulted in deaths. Yeah, I I get it. But again, keeping in mind that there is a significant group of people that are trying to keep all those governors in office that you mentioned... So there is there they have a team behind them. And again, I go back to the the notion, certainly not our listeners, but 
a good chunk of the populace doesn't have a very long memory for things like that. Or after a certain amount of time, they'll dismiss it as being, oh, you know, that that's old news and, you know, I don't really care. A lot of people just flat out don't care like we do and like many of our listeners do care about holding our public officials accountable. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. And especially if it's if that person has a D next to their name that aligns with their ideology. We've talked about that. And that goes for both parties, mind you. But the the idea that any of these people are going to be held accountable. Um, frankly, I have a shorter amount of trust in that process as more days go on for for any and all the things that we've talked about over the last year or two. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, Dave from Kenwick. Hi, Dave. What's up? You know, uh, you got to give the guy a little bit of credit. He has yet to blame it on the Russians. <laughs> so um, you got to give him some credit there. And then again, um, none of them are going to face any, any, anything. Uh, they could have, uh, incriminating pictures with Epstein and still get away with it, which I believe they already have. So <laughs> that's where we're going, and that's where we are. Thank you. Appreciate the call. 547-1610. I, I agree with Dave. I, you know, I, I, I wish there it was I was more positive in this respect because there's too much of a history in this country of the people in power where, you know, elites, whatever you want to call it, um, politicians, wealthy people, they, they, for whatever reason, because of their money, because of their status, because the general public just doesn't care, or a combination of all of them, are hardly ever held accountable for anything. Um, some of them uh, do fall by the wayside, but it's because they have resigned. Uh, and, you know, do I see Cuomo, if it came down to resigning or if the, if it really got hot in the kitchen, uh, then I could see Cuomo resigning, uh, which to the established elite is almost as bad because you no longer have the platform to do whatever the heck you want. But... Facing charges or being forced out of office, uh, it just, it, look at history. Look at history. How many times has it happened? A few, but for all the garbage that goes on, uh, especially in politics, um, and, and any of the quote-unquote elite, if you want to talk about Hollywood, you want to talk about uh, sports athletes, you want to talk about politicians, um, you know, leaders of, of nations. Um, I hate to be such a downer, but that's, that's the truth of the matter. They just are not held accountable and certainly not to the standard that the general public would be held to uh, if we did the same nonsense. You know, it's funny. You mentioned about charges. There was actually a time when, when lawmakers were afraid of doing something wrong because there would be charges. They would be prosecuted. Um, they would be shamed. Their name would be ruined. Their family's name um, 
would be ruined by being a public servant and being brought up on charges. Um, but they, didn't, they don't really don't get too worried about it anymore because when was the last time you remember a politician brought up on charges? It's it's almost like they take it as a badge of honor anymore. Well, but but they don't. They don't get brought up on charges. No, anymore. I know. But That's even the, the talk about it, but, but, you know, it's, it's almost know, you won't believe you won't point. believe what I just got away with. Well, exactly because nobody they, they don't follow through. There's no you nobody presses charges against a politician anymore, and if you do, nobody hears about it, or it's when they're so far removed from office. The last one I can remember was Charlie Wrangle, and what did he get? A slap on the wrist after he resigned. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA-547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, final few minutes in hour number one on this Monday afternoon. The final one for the month of March. Talking about, well, a couple of different issues that we see nationally. Um, but let's st- take a break from that and go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you talking from? Oh, they didn't want to hang with us. 547-1610. Um, you know, we don't see... We don't see a lot of politicians that are concerned about charges anymore, at least at the national level. Like I said, I think the last one that I recalled was Charlie Wrangle. And Charlie Wrangle, I believe, resigned before anything else really nasty could come out. And I don't know that he got a whole heck of a lot of... I don't think he really got much of a punishment. Um but that's that's what happened. So you know, I, I remember the Abscam scandal in the late seventies, early eighties, um, and they 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 were brought up on charges. They were prosecuted. Um, there was a day when that happened, and it. I mean, look, Richard Nixon probably would have been brought up on charges had not Gerald Ford pardoned him. Um, for his association with Watergate. That's why Ford pardoned him, to make sure that he wouldn't be brought up on any charges. Right. Um, so there, but but now in this day and age, yes, there's the public embarrassment. Yes, there's the scorn. Yes, there's the social justice media warriors that will that will take you to task. But, but where's the actual real punishment? You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Max from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Hey, I just want to remind you, it's not exactly the same, but uh, I heard one political comment the other day that he thinks uh, Newsom will be recalled in California and that he thinks his career is over. I don't know if that's true or not. It's not quite the same as being put in prison or anything like that, but I no, that was interesting. I, I mean, great, well, Gray Davis was recalled in 2003, I believe it was, in California, which ushered in the era of the governor. In California, um, as Arnold Schwarzenegger ran on, on that end of things, uh, last time I had heard, there were 2.1 million signatures that were collected for Newsom's recall, and even Newsom himself in the last week has 
um, accepted the fact that the recall is going to happen. The election is going to happen. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Kenwick. What's up? Uh, Kenwick Place tomorrow night. Kamaikin. Is Kenwick home or is Kamaikin home? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. But you can look it up on our website, 610K1A.com, and, and it might have it there for you. 547-1610, if you would like to get involved in the program. Um, Newsom, like I said, has acknowledged the fact the recall is going to happen. Nancy Pelosi has even commented publicly on it. So, yes, you know that That's they are, her nephew. Yeah. You know that, 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 is, that it is going to happen if Nancy is now talking about it. Um, could he be removed? There are a lot of people that are not happy with uh, the way he's handled the COVID pandemic. So... Uh, yeah, he could wind up, but I, I just don't know that it's going to happen. It's, it's such a far cry from 2003 when you had an angry, motivated, mobilized base that actually had some knowledge. I I just don't know that in today's electorate where people are just going to look at the the good-looking governor who's being persecuted by right-wing Nazis and overlooking the fact that he has been a grade-A disaster during this, um, that they're going to give that any credence. They probably won't, and he probably will become the second governor in history to survive a recall attempt, which then, if that's the case, it takes away another element and it takes another tool out of the toolbox of the public to be able to change and affect the way they're being governed. Because if the majority of the people that have the opportunity to vote in a recall and are laid out with the grounds and the reasons as to why this official qualifies to be recalled and you just think they're being picked on, then there goes another tool out of the box. It's the same thing with the emergency clause in Washington State. If you find something and you run a you run a bill that you know is incredibly unpopular in Washington State, incredibly unpopular, and you know that if it goes to the voters, they are going to overturn it, well, we'll just put an emergency clause in, not because it's actually an emergency, but because we don't want them to have a say in it. That is not governing. And it effectively takes away the right of the people, a right that they have under the Constitution that the legislature is going to turn around and say, we don't, we don't want you to vote on this because we know where you're going to vote, and you're going to undo all of our carefully laid plans. It's us. It's not you, us working for you. It's us versus you. You're up on the bottom line. No, okay. Too close to the end of the hour. But seriously, that's what it's morphed into. It's not we work for you. It's us against you. That's what an emergency clause is particularly when you talk about the capital gains tax. It is adversarial. We don't want you to tell us what to do. We don't want you to change the course and the direction that we're going in. Too many people don't want this tax. So we're going to prevent you from having a say in it and overturning it. Like you have many times. Exactly. You've said 10 times you don't want an income tax. We don't want to hear it for an 11th time, so we're going to prevent you from having the ability to change this because we don't work for you. You work for us. 
We're here to tell you how to live your life. You sent us here because we know what's best for you, not to act according to the way you want to live your life.